0: Welcome to another episode of Broadcast His Love. This is a very special episode. We have Stephanie Hodwin on. Y'all, she has done my hair for most of my life, and that's not the only reason why she's special. I probably shouldn't have let off with that, but I love that part about our relationship because you are someone who knows a lot about me. If you all have someone who does your hair, you know you know a lot about them, and they know a lot about you, and that connection is super tight. Stephanie's a mom. She is a mom of two boys. She's a wife and she is so much more. She is an amazing, amazing daughter of the Most High God. And the reason why I say that is because I've gotten to watch Stephanie um, be a worship singer in the church, which has been really awesome. And I've gotten to watch her be a mom to those two boys and I've gotten to watch her be a wife to her husband. And she is in New Jersey right now. So, hey, Stephanie. Hey. Oh, it's so good to hear your voice and I think anyone who listens to this podcast is going to be like she is sweet home Alabama. Like you are Reese Witherspoon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you were expecting Reese Witherspoon on this podcast, you got her. <laughs> it's going to be super fun. It's going to be super fun. So, tell us what's going on in your world. Catch us up the speed with all things Stephanie.
1: So, my um my world man um i feel like i'm gonna go out and say this is you know, my name is waters and this is my world um it's pretty crazy but pretty awesome at the same time um so as you know we have had house which is a um our flagship is our candles we actually manufacture candles um by hand and we sell them all over and we also make bath products as well yes. we have got a private line of uh, kitchen items as well, so we've really kind of grown our brand uh, with things that we manufacture and things that we import, and we've really, I've had a lot of fun with that because it's been something I've been able to involve my husband and kids with in creating this brand that is our namesake. You know, so Adwin House is named after our family, you know, and so it's just all the things that we love about our home brought into a storefront so that other people can come in and they can get things for their home, things for their kitchen, um, gifts, whatever. and it's a lot of fun. We also carry Bibles and Christian books, which is great, especially in this region because there's Christian bookstores are not really something that we see a lot in this area. So, and you know, God has really, um, God has opened a lot of doors through that, which I'm super grateful for. And it's been, um, it's been very exciting. Um, my kids are learning about business. My kids are learning about how to touch others. My kids are learning how to make something from your hands. And I think that that's so, so, so important. Um, you know, I really take to heart Proverbs 31, where it says she works with her hands. Um, and you know, that to me is so big and in so many ways, and I take it very seriously. I take, you know, working with my hands incredibly seriously because that's part of that outline that I strive for. Hmm.
0: That's good. Well, and two, I didn't mention it in your introduction. And I think it's good to know people who are listening that you do have this shop. And it wasn't an overnight success. And you have made bold moves to get to where you are today. And you're not, are, are you from New Jersey? I am. So I was
1: born here and I lived here with my mother until I was eight. And then um, moved with my mother to Florida. We, we landed in Sebring. Right. And that's where I remained until we moved back here seven years ago. So, um, it's hard to believe it's been that long, but I can't believe it. I can't believe it.
0: I feel like it was just yesterday. I was getting highlights for the first time in my hair from you and you're like, don't worry about it. It's all good. And the one thing I love you guys. Okay. If you're a working mom or if you're a stay at home mom, like please listen to this. When I was getting my hair done, Stephanie would be speaking life into me like i was really nervous about it you know and you would just be speaking god's word into me and just being like you know what's going on like you it was almost like i was going there for my mental health too as well as my physical health and for people who are working i know they can get a lot of advice from someone who is very bold in their faith like you so what kind of encouragement do you have for people who are in their job and working and just wanting to be used by God. Something that I'm learning, actively learning. Like
1: this is like a lesson that I am literally actively learning at this very moment, like today, um, which is being submissive to God's will in everything that you do. Okay. So whether or not you're in a job set where you are allowed to even discuss being a christian or perhaps you are allowed regardless of your limitations of your earthly job your heavenly job can still be done yes. you're still able to touch lives in a way that got that god's light can shine through you mm-hmm. without it being um I want to choose that word carefully, while remaining cautious in the workplace. I believe also that in spiritually uh, suppressive environments, that you can still you can still change the water around you. So it's like the parable of the carrot, the egg and the coffee bean, you know, the carrot will turn to mush when it's boiled, the egg gets firmer, but the coffee bean doesn't change its texture, but it can alter the water around it. No matter what that looks like, my husband was a process server, I was a process server and there were times where through a very difficult thing, like we're giving somebody documents that their home is being foreclosed on, they're losing their home. And that gave us opportunities to pray with people like physically lay hands and pray with people in situations that you wouldn't expect God to show up, but he did. And I think that as working moms, we can be looking for those moments and we can be living that life.
0: Right. That's so good. And the action of reaching out and praying for someone is something that is an honor and a privilege to do in the right situation you know obviously you want to respect people and their views and like the holy that's when the holy spirit jumps in you know what i'm saying and it's like all right this is what we're gonna do you know let's just be genuine let's be authentic let's follow the holy spirit in this time and sometimes he leads you to stick your hand out and touch someone and pray for them i know that when i say touch someone i get like the heebie-jeebies because I'm like coronavirus. <laughs> Dude, COVID has changed the way we pray. Has it not?
1: My goodness! And you
0: know,
1: like I can't believe that they're not even letting us go to church. I said because that's it. They know we're
0: huggers. They know. We're <laughs> they know the- that we want hugs. And Stephanie, <laughs> you um have been a worship leader, and I, I just really enjoyed worshiping with you on Sundays at grace Bible church. I mean, that was more than seven years ago, but it was, it was a really great experience. And it was a time when you were front and center on the stage, praising and worshiping God. And I've always wondered when people take bold steps of faith like that with their faith, like they become a worship leader or they step out in a way that other people in the room, like they pray for the meal. When you stepped up and did that, and other people saw you like stepping up as a worship leader what changed in your life so it definitely altered and not
1: immediately um, I've been singing in church since I was four years old the first time I ever sang that we even knew I had a voice was when I was four years old and I was at the church my home church here um, in uh, Sicklerville New Jersey and Ever since then, I have been singing in church and I was raised that if God has given you something, whether it is singing or signing or motivational speech or power of prayer or whatever gift God has given you, you should use it for him. And what changed in my life, especially at GBC, you know, singing with Matt and um, and Tammy and and you know, it really altered how I looked at what I did. Hmm. And, And by that is in a world where tolerance is definitely something we see a lot of, it really forced me to examine my actions. I examined my actions even in the workplace because I wanted to make sure that I was not a stumbling block for any struggling person that knew me and wow. saw I was also serving. Yes. And that's super important. That's super, super, super important. Like you can't be going buck wild on Saturday and then trying to stand up and lead worship on Sunday. Not that God doesn't have grace sufficient for all, we have to be careful as Christians that we are not stumbling blocks. And even in the home, what our children see us do—even if we say, "Hey, don't do this. This is not good," which we shouldn't ever put ourselves in that position—but if we are in a situation where we're having to tell our kids, "Hey, yeah, you can't do this. It's not good," right. they're still as good enough because mom did it or dad did. It. Exactly. We can be stumbling blocks within our own home. And that's something that I really was come face to face with because at that time Noah was quite little. And then I became pregnant with Reagan. And it really made me, like I said, self examine.
0: Yes, that's so good. And I think it's important to point out that when, and I don't think this speaks for everyone, I think everybody has their own walks, but when people do get off the sideline, if you know what I'm saying, get off the bench (laughs) and they get in the game of life with the Lord. Okay. Can I get an amen? When they get on the bench and do things like lead in worship. And Mm -hmm. I mean, even like this, for example, like, let me tell you, I'm not perfect at all, but I will tell you in this position, it has made me take my quiet time more seriously. It's made me yeah. take that scripture that I just read that I was tired when I just read it. Let me read it one more time. Wait, what were you trying yeah. to say, Lord? You know, it makes you make those changes and as Christians, we're not supposed to sit on the sidelines. We're supposed to dive in with the Lord, make decisions that are not of our own, not because oh, I want to have another glass of red wine or oh, I want to say this to that person because they deserve quote deserve it, you know, We make changes because of what God wants. You know what I mean? Like for our lives. And that's, I don't know why. When you said that, it's just like, yes, I I know that there are other people out there who can relate to this because even if it's as small as saying the prayer at the dinner table tonight with your family, stepping up in faith, showing that I serve Jesus, I serve God, automatically will put you on that pedestal. And it Mm -hmm. is important what we do with it when we're there, whether we're singing in church or, yeah, like whether we're on the stage singing in church or in the the actual, is it called a congregation? I don't even know. I haven't been to one in so long. I can't remember. What is it called? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, (laughs) online church is really hurting me right now. But anyway, (laughs) we're in it together, right? Not what everybody says. We are in it together. So one of the things, uh, not to stop where we're going in conversation, but I kind of want to redirect and talk, uh, about beauty because you guys listening, this is a special treat. Um, Stephanie is blessed with the ability to make people beautiful. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I, I mean, I'm not kidding. It's so true. She did my hair and makeup for my wedding. You know, she's the one that if, I, I didn't know how to do my mascara and she's like, no, you need to do your mascara three times. So it's one and then you finish and then you do it again. and That's two. And then you do it one more time. That's three. You taught me that. I did not know that, but I still do it to this day. Three coats of yeah. mascara. <laughs> so when I'm looking for a definition of what beauty is, Hey, how can I be beautiful inside and out? You know, I would want, to get that direction from God's word, obviously, but I know that you are seeking God's word to be beautiful, to be humble, to be kind, all the things. So what does beauty mean to you?
1: So beauty has multiple levels, multiple facets, multiple multiple interpretations, and it's all very personal. So for example, I may look at a weed in the yard and think, wow, that's really beautiful. And a friend might come up and go, no, that's a weed. You you need to pull that. It's how you perceive it. And, you know, when we look at how the Bible talks about beauty, it too really kind of dives into the diversity of beauty. Um, You know, we're taught many different things. You know, from adorn ourselves and anoint ourselves all the way to, you know, um, charm is deceitful, beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord will be praised. these These are alternate views of beauty. I think that beauty, if we looked at it, it's almost like a gemstone depending on where the cut is on the gemstone is going to depend on what you see. Mm. And I think that if we are really looking at what the Bible has to say about beauty and we understand that there's balance in all things, and there must be that balance. You can be absolutely aesthetically beautiful, but if your soul is not right, it's going to show. Right. It'll show
0: on your face. that's why we have so many memes about it. Um, <laughs> if we're going to be yeah. honest, let's take it to 2020. Yeah. Exactly. Right.
1: right. Um, you know, but then you have somebody that doesn't necessarily go above and beyond, but their soul is radiant. Mm. That's beauty too. And I think that we can have, we can find so much in God's word. And I think that if we're always seeking to be balanced, um, that we won't go that we won't go wrong. I mean I even I've even talked to my pastor who's a very learned man about beauty and what the Bible has to say about it. And ironically we actually spent some time um this week in the sermon um was about uh men and women in the church. Okay. And it was pulled from First Timothy two and it actually specifically talks about what men and women in the church should look like and I found some section of scripture that I struggled with. And I actually went to my pastor about it and he really kind of helped open up that door because I think as Christians, we can tend to read a scripture and are quick to put our earthly definition on it.
0: Right. Oh, preach. Okay. We need to, this is the moment right here where we're not looking at the world. You guys, we're, we're going to dive into God's word. We're diving into God's spirit and yeah, so I, I just wanted to preface that. I keep, please keep going. But okay, okay, yeah. So we're shifting gears the, here.
1: Period <laughs> the that I was really struggling with was specifically where it says, um, where it says that um, in verse nine of so of uh, Timothy two, it says in like manner, in like manner also that women adorn themselves in modest apparel yes. with repro- moderation not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly clothing. Okay. And when you get to that point, your SACS card says, oh wait, what? Um, you know, you get to that you get to that spot where you're like, I've got an appointment at the Matt County tomorrow at 10 AM. I mean, like, let's let's talk about this for just a minute. Um, you know, and there are some religious, and I actually said this, I said, there are some religious organizations that maybe have missed this memo because their braids are ornate. Like as right. a 20 year cosmetologist, I'm ever impressed by some of these, uh, braids that I see in various religious sets. Right. And he explained it to me very plainly and stated, if you read the whole scripture, yes. because as women, as women, we have yes. read. No braiding, no gold, no pearls, no costly clothing. What am I supposed to do? But if Mm -hmm. we back it up, if we just back up just a little bit, the first thing he says is that we are to adorn ourselves in modest apparel. So if we just jump into that for a quick second. Let's go. If we consider what is modest in a world of tolerance, You know, there was a a rather large sporting event at the beginning of the year that made reference to somebody's level of modesty with their children watching. Okay. And this person has a rockin' body. It really put a lot of question into the air about what is acceptable for a family program. And that hit me pretty hard, especially coming from the beauty industry, because I've seen just about all of it. And, right. you know, it's one of those things, rethink modesty, is what you're wearing acceptable to walk into a store? Okay. If it's good enough for national television, would you walk into a grocery store wearing that? Right. Well, not just like you wouldn't wear a prom dress. But let's talk about the level of exposure. And that's really what we need to be concerned with. Now, my pastor said it very well. He said, you know, in terms of the modesty, there are things that you will wear to church. And then there are things that maybe you will wear in the privacy of your home with you and your husband, you might wear something different. And that's where you—that ha- is where that moderation and propriety comes into play to go along with that modesty. Mm-hmm. So you have to think about modesty in terms of the appropriateness in the environment. Okay. Um, you know, would you wear something that's incredibly low cut in public or at church? Mm-hmm. The answer really should be. Probably not. Why not? Because there may be a struggle within that church, not just for you. You know, if you're comfortable, you know, it's sometimes it's not about us. Right. We could actually be causing a struggle for maybe a teenage boy that is struggling with things that he's seeing on his computer that his right. parents don't know, or oh, yeah, the, really. the husband that is struggling with looking at other women or we might be inflicting a struggle with somebody that maybe is a little self-conscious with their own body preach. and then that causes envy and that causes self-doubt and that causes lack of confidence nothing that we should do as christians should cause another to stumble even in the physical sense
0: amen preach this is good so, keep going girl <laughs> keep going so, <laughs> yeah
1: you know, uh, the way that i view that and the, and the same goes with hair and makeup okay now that being said i am an avid makeup person i wear full face of makeup 29 out of 30 days in a month right why because i like myself to be presentable okay am i wearing special occasion makeup every day no why? Because I don't, I don't feel the need. It's not appropriate. It's right. not, it lacks propriety. Right. Okay? It lacks that level of moderation. If right. I go out every day looking like I'm ready for the Oscars, people are going to be like, well, who does she think she is? She's really this, that, or the other. I could be setting the wrong tone and I could be off putting. As Christians, oh, we don't so want to be off footing. Yes, we want to be approachable. Exactly. Otherwise, how are people going to want to know? How are people going to want to speak to us about something maybe that they're struggling with? And how can we? How can we lay hands on somebody if we are not approachable? If we, we also- look
0: above them. If we look, you know, like uh, I don't. I want to be careful with my words here, but just. Yeah, basically looking above them. Like like you said, who, who do you think she is? I mean, that's not what we're going for when we're getting dressed in the morning kind of a thing. You exactly. Know?
1: For the for the sister in Christ that maybe is struggling with in, inferiority complex or generalized anxiety disorder where they, they feel threatened by their existence, much less somebody that comes in that makes them feel inferior, they're going to cower down. or. Wow and that's something that i'm very cautious about i and, and maybe that's just me but i've had a lot of reckoning with that you know especially as a makeup artist and as a hairstylist i don't want to set myself above anyone else especially in the church i want for my presence to radiate god's light not my highlighter Again, I hold a lot of respect for my pastor because he is a very learned man. And he'll be the first to say, if you hear something, you need to challenge it. Examine it for yourself in the word of the Lord. Yes. Just take my word for it. Get in the word. Read this stuff. And I love it. We go verse by verse every week. It's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, something that he reminded me too was this was in a time where they were worshiping the goddess Diana. Diana. And we had to be very cautious because, you know, she was, she had an elegance about her that, you know, people worshiped. And women should not be a distraction in the church. And that's something, again, we need to be cautious of. Now, you know, I, there's a reason we have women's Bible studies. There's a reason that we have women's podcasts because women can reach women not saying that a man can't reach a woman or a woman can't reach a man but women on women with women we're talking about issues that we understand yes we're talking about things that make our world a little bit more digestible a little bit more real um so that we don't feel like we're struggling alone Mm -hmm. so that we don't feel alienated within the church i don't think that that's a purpose either Uh, For example. If we look at Miriam, she was a phenomenal, she she led praise and worship. You know, she she did that. That was her thing. There's so many women in the Bible that did God's good work. Let's look at Lydia, for example. Okay. okay. When Paul came, Lydia was a very unique sort in that she was a very successful business person. She died. Clothing purple, and I, I did a little bit of research on that, okay. and when I was looking at that. Um, the way that they had to go about that was really a painstaking process. It took four million mollusks to make one pound of purple dye. Really, and so that's why it was really so expensive. But Lydia was she was one of the women bosses of her day and what was fascinating was that when she was converted she owned two properties and one of them was used as a meeting house one of them was wow. used as a worship where people could come and meet and hear the word of the lord and you know it, it really and you know in roman times she was doing really really well god used her And the blessing of her and her business and what she had created to help spread the word of the gospel. Yes. That, that's, that's so profound. That is, that goes alongside with everything that is in that balance.
0: Right. I have never studied Lydia. I'm in it. I'm in it. So that's an ax. You know, I just
1: yesterday and I was making notes and everything. I, I I came across that and I was like, wow, that's crazy. Like I was just kind of really uh, the fact that, you know, she had a business that made purple. That was for royalty. You know, that was high to do. That was costly clothing.
0: Right. I mean, I'm sure that was a high-pressure job, too, because yeah, her products were so expensive. She couldn't mess up. Yeah,
1: yeah. and the sna- it came from um, the ink of a snail that was found, a very small snail that was in the Mediterranean.
0: That's so cool. Okay, so that is, I just quickly looked it up. It's Acts 16, verse 14, talking about Lydia. And then mm-hmm. it also talks about it in Philippians, or talks about her in Philippians 1, uh, chapter one, verses one through 10. So she was a businesswoman, a devout woman, a seeking woman, seeking God, a Christian woman, a hospitable woman, a mm-hmm. consecrated woman, a woman who served the Lord. Wow. And I think that's where we should wrap this up is at Proverbs 31. Um, yeah. To me, you are a Proverbs 31 woman, and you are just so humble. Like there's so much about this podcast that and what you've said, that is such a blessing to hear. You're so wise and you are in God's word. And I just appreciate your direction in that. So Proverbs 31, if you don't mind just telling us what that means to you. Oh
1: my goodness. What doesn't it mean? This is your outline for life as yeah. a woman. When we grow when we are little girls and we're like, what do we want to be when we grow up? None of us say, I want to be just like the lady that's outlined in Proverbs 31. Why? Because we don't understand the gravity of it at that point. Mm. When I, I had a unique ministry opportunity when the COVID shutdown was really all up in arms here in New Jersey. And we were, we were hit pretty, pretty steeply with it. And I actually had an opportunity to speak to somebody and she says, I just don't want to mess my kids up. Mm. And I, Proverbs 31 is the outline for mom and wife. And she said, I'll have to Google that. And my heart sunk. And I just looked at her and I said, have you, do you own a Bible? And she says, no, I'm recovering from the organized religion that I was in. And I was really hurt by that. And I can honestly say I've never owned or held a Bible.
0: What? I've held.
1: Never even held a Bible. Wow. So I quickly walked over to where I had the Bibles and I pulled a slimline and off of the shelf and I, and I inscribed it and then I handed it to her. I said, this is now yours. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I told her Proverbs 31, that's where you start today. Yes. And she actually put out on Facebook later that day that she had never owned a Bible And then she ended her lengthy post that made me absolutely ugly cry um, with strength and honor are her clothing. And I think that's where we start with Proverbs 31 um, because we can, every single verse has a sermon in it.
0: Yes. So good.
1: (laughs) There there was a book and I cannot remember the name of the author. I will get back to you on that, but it was called the sassy girl's guide to living, loving, living, loving, and overcoming. And it's all okay. about Proverbs thirty-one. And I read that 10 years ago and actually did a little bit of a study on it at my old church. And the fascinating thing is that each and every verse you could spend a sermon on, there is no one part of this verse that is exclusive or, um, sets somebody out. That's good. Each and every female can read this passage of scripture, and it be fully, totally, wholly, soulfully accurate and applicable. Yes. Oh, it's so and good. It, it it's you know for example, the heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. What this is saying. Is that she is sage enough and wise enough that her husband trusts her input this is not a silent submissive wife this is a sound submissive wife and there's a difference it's not that she doesn't know a sense of propriety it's not that she doesn't have a sense of order that he's the man of the house but her Influence and input is sound is thoughtful is careful and is trustworthy and it's beautiful everything that she does. She does for him. My husband. I make sure when he comes home that I am dressed well appropriately and that my hair and my makeup are done so that when he comes home every day. I've done my best for him. He doesn't require it. He doesn't ask for it. He doesn't even care, but I know he likes it. That's so beautiful. And that's one of the areas where I make sure my husband has no lack of gain. I never want him to ever think that I've given up on myself just because I don't need to, I try not to have that. The fishes in the boat ain't no need to bait the
0: line type of mentality. That's cute. I see there. There she goes. You guys, there's <laughs> Ruth Witherspoon. I told you we were going to get some, <laughs> some cute little Alabama happening up in here today. Okay. <laughs>
1: um, but you know, just because you're married doesn't mean you don't try. Right. Give your man your best. You, when you are in love with somebody, and you love that person, you commit your life to them, you become the best version of yourself for them. That is that, um, you know, for the, for the moms that work, and even for the moms that don't work, even for the ones that have like a side hustle, or, you know, they're, they're looking to maybe do something. Verse 18 gives us something pretty profound here. And okay. it says, she believes that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out at night. That means, This chick is a hustler. Yes.
0: (laughs) This This girl is on the move.
1: She's laying it down and she's laying it down day and night. She's taking care of her family. She's feeding her kids. She's loving on her husband. She's giving him what he needs. She's buttering his bread. She is taking care of business and she is working because she has a responsibility to be an asset to the household. Yes. She needs to help. She also, and there's another thing. This shows the power of a Proverbs 31, verse 16. If we back it up a little bit, she considers a field and buys it. Yes, she does. From her profits, she plants a vineyard. This is a shrewd woman. This is a woman that knows business. She knows how to handle the finances in the house. She's, again, she's submissive, but she's not silent. She is strong. She is so strong, and
0: she's wise with what she's doing. Right, man. This is good. Okay, there's so many nuggets from this that I want to take, and I do want to mention in this time, you know, women who are listening to this. If you're a mom, or you're not a mom, or you're just, you know, working, uh, you know, maybe you're a working mom. I want to bring up Galatians five twenty two through twenty three as we wrap things up. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against such things. There is no law. And the only reason why I want to say that is because a lot of the times, as women, especially when we're listening to this like Proverbs 31 woman, about she's all these things. Hmm? You are all these things. Once you put your faith in Jesus, once you put, once you choose him he's already chosen you. Okay. So once you choose him, you already have love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now it's our job to dial into those and use those spiritual gifts that we have. Okay. Like we have all the love we need. We just have to say, Lord, use me where I am. Lord, use me in my house. Lord, use me in my job. Lord, use me in conversation with someone who is driving me insane. Lord, use me in the conversation with my spouse. Lord, help me with my joy. I want my children to see me smile. I want my coworkers to see me smile. Lord, put your light in me. Let me be used by you. So just uh, as we wrap this up, I did want to ask you, uh, I don't know if Proverbs 31 was the verse that, you were thinking, but if there's a verse that's really helping you out in this season, uh, please share that with us and, and we'll wrap things up. Oh, there's so many. <laughs> I there know. So- and we've covered uh, a lot too. You
1: know what? Psalm 16, eight through 11. Okay. Is my current, uh, uh battle cry <laughs> yeah. where I'm at, um, And that one, it goes, it goes here. It says, I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand and I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad. My glory rejoices. My flesh also will rest in hope for you will not leave my soul in shale, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And what does that mean for you right now? What that means, um, you know, as you know, we're trying to sell our house and relocate. um, And there's been, you know, I don't know a household that hasn't been affected by the COVID outbreak and the fallout there. Um on a personal front i've had some pretty devastating challenges in very recent weeks and for me this is a reminder that this is a reminder that no matter what is going on he is faithful he is constant i can find joy and i can find rest and i can find strength and when all seems very, very dim that he will not leave my soul in Sheol, which is to mean Hades. He's not going to leave me in that state of torment. Right. He's going to bring me out of it. And at his right hand, there is there's eternal pleasure. There's eternal joy there. And I can rejoice in that.
0: That's good. That's good. Oh, this has been so good. I don't want this conversation to end. It's, it's <laughs> conversations when you are tuned in to listen to what God's word wants to show you when when you want his holy spirit to lead you man, it's so crazy what he can do in our hearts. And it's stuff that sometimes we can't explain, but it's, it's just been a really good conversation and we appreciate your time. And Stephanie, uh, we want to connect with you, especially with your candle business. You guys, if you didn't catch that in the beginning, Stephanie Hodwin, she has a candle business. It's great. And it's really easy to find online. Hodwin house candles. If you just search that, you'll find it super cute brand. She loves the Lord. Obviously we want to support her business and get our house smelling good for the Lord. Just <laughs> Let's put some joy in our house. Um, Amen. Yeah. So tell us how we can connect with you.
1: Um, so I'm always available. Um, you know, there is a contact us link on the website hadwinhouse.com H-a-d-w-i-n-h-o-u-s-e.com. com. Um, so you can always connect to me through there. Uh, we're also on Facebook. Um, house candles and more also Instagram is S underscore Hadwin house. Right. And, you know, if somebody, you know, even if it's not business related, if somebody has a question, if I don't have the answer, I'll find somebody who does, you know, I, I I have committed my business to the Lord and have made him the CEO. I just work it. I just work it.
0: That's so good. Okay. Well, um, thank you so much, Stephanie. I love your brand. It's so cute. Okay. We have to run. I love you. I hope you have a great week. And at the end of every podcast, I always pray that we decrease and God increases in our lives. In Jesus name. I pray. Amen. Amen. Don't you just love Stephanie? She's so sweet. And I'm so happy that you listened to that conversation We talked a lot about scripture, and I'm so thankful for that because in a world that wants to give you a positive word, a positive affirmation, this is what you should do. Say, hey, this is what you should do. From my experience, this is what I've learned. Well, I'll tell you from God's experience, this is what we can learn, and this is what I find true this is where i find god's promises for my life this is where you can find god's promises for your life but we have to read it just like stephanie was challenging us if you hear a scripture and you want to know more about it dive in to what that scripture means there's so many things you can do online if you're questioning a word maybe you have a feeling on your heart like anxiety or beauty just look it up online a bible verse about blank fill in the blank and look it up and you can see different bible verses for whatever you're going through and then if you're really interested and i challenge you to do this get that bible verse look it up in your bible and read the whole chapter or read the whole book you know i mean just really take it as something that i'm going to learn and grow from that i'm about to get a motivational speech from god's word i'm about to get a motivational speech from god's promises this is what is true this is what is true someone could be speaking in a church service on sunday but if they are not speaking out of god's word and giving me direction in my life from god's word i'm not listening because i know that that person may have gone through a lot okay but God was there at the beginning and He knows the end. So when I get my confidence and when I get my joy and when I get my peace and all the fruits of the Spirit, when I get my knowledge too, when I get my knowledge, I get that from God's Word. So I just want to read this verse. We talked about it with Stephanie, 1 Timothy chapter 2. And she talked about verse nine. I'm going to read nine and 10 in my study Bible. I also want the woman to dress modestly with decency and propriety, adorning themselves with good deeds. First Timothy chapter two, verse nine and 10. I want to also read to you Matthew six twenty-five through 34 says, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your father, your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they and which of you by being anxious can add a single hour of his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Where is your heart today? What are we reaping today? Lord, I just ask that whoever is listening today, that they be lifted up to you. Lord, I pray that they know that they are precious in your sight, that they are beautiful in your sight, and you are choosing them, Lord. You are choosing them, Lord. I pray they choose you in return, and they pray in Jesus' name to receive you into their heart, and to walk with you, and to live with you, and to be with you, and to learn from you in your word. God, we need you more and more every day. I pray in Jesus' name that I decrease and you increase, and I just pray for those who are listening that You just let them be a vessel for you in their workplace, in their home, and whatever you have put on their heart, Lord, for them to do through you. I pray that they receive your peace and your patience and your presence, all the fruits of the Spirit, Lord. Let them know that they are beautiful and beauty is defined from the inside, from the heart. Lord, I pray they take time to spend time in your word, even if they are busy. Lord, clear their calendar. So that they can have some time with you. Let them give you their first, their first fruits, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I do wanna also tell you that next week we're talking with Angela Lane. She is talking about finances in our series of Bettering Women from God's Word. And we are just praying that you guys are seeking God more and more in this season and just carrying that with you through your life. We're talking about finances next week and then the next week we'll have on Allie Hill who is going to be our fitness instructor and get us in shape for the glory of God. Can I get an amen? Y'all have a great week and we'll talk to you soon.